Hello. And welcome to Hashtag Real Talk. We are your hosts, Katie, Bridget, Sydney. And, you know, we knew that the world just needed another podcast. <laughs> not. Um, According to our, our good friend Jackson, not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who needs another podcast in their lives? Well, we do. We um, yeah. Well, welcome. This is Hashtag Real Talk. And mm. we are... Just three gals who worked together who decided that we wanted to talk about some stuff and put it out on the internet. And bam, <laughs> this is what's happening. And this <laughs> is the product of that idea. So what are we going to do, guys? We're going to be doing what, Bridget? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think we kind of like happened upon a, a really cool thing to do, which mm-hmm. is pick a topic and then talk about it for several episodes and then pick a new topic. So we're going to do like seasons. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm really pumped about because I think too, like the seasons that we've picked thus far are very... Um, very broad and open Mm -hmm. and things that a lot of people can relate to and yeah I think we're just gonna kind of put our fun twist on it you know and give you guys some information and also hopefully some laughs here and there but you know not gonna force it it's okay (laughs) Um, you don't have to laugh no you don't want to it's okay you can just do an (laughs) lol internally Um, but something we also are gonna do is tell you about the wines we are drinking um so we already polished off a bottle of witch's brew and if you have not tried this highly recommend it is like Mm seven dollars so good and And you warm it up Mm-hmm. Which is the perfect thing for a blustery winter day. I have day not like had this. it before, but it's like spiced wine that you yeah. just put in a pot and put on the stove. Yeah. It's Ooh. so easy. It's so easy. It's so yummy. It's, it's so cheap. And it's like very cozy. It's just like a berry spice type wine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend. You can get it at your local store, I bet. Um, and then Bridget picked out this one. Tell us about it. <laughs> I did. Well... I already told you girls I was bringing a Sauvignon Blanc and they didn't have the one I thought I was going to bring. So this is a new one. We're going to try it and tell you what you think. It's called Babich, I think. (laughs) Babich. And it's from New Zealand. So, I mean. That sounds very fancy. I don't think anything bad Mm -hmm. ever came from New Zealand. So So true. It's going to be really good. And I think since it is our very first episode, we need to start this off with the amazing sound of the wine opening and it's just a cracker on this one it's a twist <laughs> <laughs> cracker yeah Ooh. oh yeah that's sweet. a good one what a sweet sweet sound right and then you gotta get the pour bridget oh. get the pour here it comes yeah keep it going keep it going fill that up <laughs> top it off <laughs> great pour great pour all right um hands thanks <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, next thank you thank you oh you got your rosé again oh yeah got a little mixture maybe it was just your sweater i'm not really <laughs> no got a little oh nice. oh okay oh, oh okay <laughs> yeah give me a little bit yeah. more <laughs> getting us started on this the is, right foot this is good see Ooh. Um, you guys don't know is me yet, folks, but I'm a sweet wine, and this is real good. I didn't even see you taste it. Oh, I, I had it yeah, literally as soon as she poured it. <laughs> Gulped it. 
real good it is the weekend guys um yeah this is really good so yeah this is a babish or babi mm-hmm. babic babish that's right <laughs> um b-a-b-i-c-h yes however but it's really good because i feel like too savion blancs can can be kind of dry but this one is actually like super smooth and like kind of mm-hmm. sweet and i i put this in my grocery cart totally so <laughs> well we could get a second buy out of this one. Oh put yeah that in my grocery cart um <laughs> i feel like we should make that a saying i'd put that in my grocery <laughs> cart <laughs> yeah hashtag put that in my grocery <laughs> cart <laughs> Um, yeah, so our topic, <laughs> words I heard, um, <laughs> our topic for our first season of sorts is going to be love. I was really hoping you would start harmonizing. <laughs> oh, you know, I missed that. Okay, ready? Love. Nice. And I'm not musically inclined, <laughs> so I will not be partaking. I will just be observing <laughs> and drinking my wine. Yeah. Um, and you know it wouldn't be talking about love unless we talked about our very first First love love. yes Mm -hmm. and I feel like so we all have brought some um, like articles or things that we found on the internet basically that we thought were interesting that we wanted to share with you guys and I think that I should start because this is all about what love does to our brains, which I find yes. very interesting. I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I've got some highlighted notes here. You're um, a fish. I like it. I know, right? I, like I never it. do this. I just I thought, had the time. I thought you said a fish. I You're am a fish. You're a fish. I tried to do what the kids do and shorten a word, but it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) We're too old for that. Can't breathes anymore. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. So, what does love do to our brains from the medical news today? So, scientists Hmm. have been researching this for decades, but they still haven't figured out exactly what love does to our brains because it's really complicated. Oh, okay. Um, and it's different and for every single person, I guess. But um, in 2000, a professor from London conducted a study on 17 males and females who reported being truly, deeply, and madly in love. And they did brain scans on them just to kind of see what would light up, um, things like that. And so they had them look at a photo of their loved ones in the brain scan to see what parts, like I said, lit up. And Hmm. I can throw out some medical terms at you if you'd like, but it shows um, the medial (laughs) insula, the anterior cingulate cortex, and Hmm. segments of the dorsal striatum. My favorite. (laughs) I I cannot (laughs) pronounce these. Don't come at me. Um, Dorsal. Dorsal fin. (laughs) That's all I can think of. I think it's pronounced dorsal dor what did i say no i'm just oh, okay <laughs> I, I picked like, the no. easiest word to say oh dorsal <laughs> um basically all of these are like indicators of um or sorry they're responsible for things like pain love emotions cravings impulse control decision making and like motivational slash emotional information but the other part that was interesting i found was the parts of the brain that were deactivated (laughs) so (laughs) this is pretty pretty accurate so the right prefrontal cortex 
was deactivated, which is usually responsible for negative emotion. So like you're not thinking mm-hmm. about like anything negative. Mm-hmm. Um, it also wasn't lighting up the bilateral parietal 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 cortex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's responsible for reading, writing, as well as sensory inputs. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing that wasn't lit up was the temporal cortices which are responsible for auditory information and memory storage. Ooh. Huh. So the crazy part was, obviously we know we hear a lot about, about like the different chemicals mm-hmm. that run through the brain when mm-hmm. you're in love, yeah. right? And I found this part the most interesting, which is we've all heard about, you know, dopamine is running high, but also yep. um, they there are high levels of oxytocin and vasopressin, which increases um, bonding and associated yep. with like the reward system. And that's why they say like it can be considered a high. The parts that were activated and the parts that were deactivated, same thing with chemicals. This part I didn't really know, but it makes sense. So while, you know, your dopamine levels are up, your oxytocin levels are up, your vasopressin levels are up, serotonin decreases, oh. um, which is linked to appetite and mood. And which is why some people in love can sometimes get fixated. And then they like don't think of anything else. And this part I thought was kind of crazy. It says the depletion is comparable to those with an obsessive compulsive disorder. What? And I think a lot of these they said too were like mostly about like your first lover, like first falling in love where like you, they also said like you are, um, not noticing like red flags you're kind of just seeing all the positive things wow and here's the other crazy crazy thing is um the amygdala becomes deactivated and the amygdala is the part of the brain that coordinates fear responses to keep us safe fight or flight whoa so it's not there exactly it says that (laughs) i feel like that's where the term like being blinded by love because you're literally like you can't see the bad things in someone which i feel like is so true yeah i mean it's like a good thing in a way because that means when you love someone you don't see their flaws as much but also a bad thing because (laughs) if you like reverse danger danger yeah that's not on man right it's not there Mm-mm. Your brain Scary. does not say danger. You're, you're just cruising on the love train. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that you're going. And you don't off need no brakes. Yeah, you got no brakes. You're <laughs> going 200 miles per hour. Yep. <laughs> and you don't mm. see that the the bridge is there's is no tracks at the end. Nope. <laughs> you just go. Jesus, take the wheel, and you <laughs> just keep on going. <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. Okay, and then the last part that I found. Um, from this article was that there are three types of love and this also I feel like we can all relate to so the first type is attraction slash desire so it's just like that initial attraction okay then you've got infatuation so like I feel like that's also in that beginning stage where you're just like obsessed kind of Mm -hmm. Um, but you probably don't really know the person that well yet and then there's (laughs) attachment which is when you're like further on in a relationship um, and you're like settled you know mm-hmm. uh-huh. just some stone yeah but i thought that was interesting super interesting because i feel like you hear a lot about those different um what am I, what's the word i'm looking chemicals thank you the different chemicals that run through your brain like the positive ones yeah. like oh you get like this rush and this high mm-hmm. but like it makes total sense that there are other chemicals in other parts of the brain that like turn off 
yeah. when you're first falling in love because you literally are just like not really with your senses no. I feel like and when you're talking about a first love Ugh. that's you've ne- your brain you've never felt this way before right and so you don't really realize like I feel like maybe later on down the road you might be like oh I know why I'm feeling this way but when it's your first love you're like oh so you realize true. there's nothing wrong the with him he's so perfect and or she's so perfect most and of the time too I feel like for a lot of people anyway your first love is usually in your teenage years mm-hmm. and you've got your and I know this is segueing into this Sydney's topic perfectly because I was gonna say you've got like all those hormones running through your body and you've got your brain like turning off basically turning off and keeping <laughs> things on but turning some pieces off and like, kind of, like you're just out of luck man the like warning danger signs are turned off yeah which seems important which seems maybe like that, that one should, should just always stay on like that should be at a dim <laughs> yeah not yeah, like like, off. like not an off or on light switch <laughs> just, a dim. just put it on a dim setting <laughs> well one can hope that when you know you become an adult that you know how to dim your lights versus just turning them off right (laughs) amen to that yes okay so i think this is a perfect time to segue into mine please so i found a um article on the washington post um it's by ellen mccarthy um and the title is why we never really get out of that first love um yeah and they were saying like how that like first love is just so powerful whether it's like first love first time first ever like that first whatever sticks with you it's like your first high like we were talking yeah it's kind of like you first get addicted and then you're like you're like i feel so good Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's because he's perfect and like actually oh it's because you're brain is doing all these crazy things yeah like yeah because your brain is dumb (laughs) (laughs) and actually like there's scientific like very thinly scientific research about like they compare to like skydiving Hmm. like if you go skydiving you're gonna remember that first time you went skydiving Mm -hmm. get that rush like the tenth time or the eleventh mm-hmm. time, which I don't know who would go skydiving for <laughs> even one times, time, even one time, yeah, right. you cuckoo. <laughs> so they just compare it to that. And um, a psychology professor um, R. Aaron is said that the first love, there's just more arousal, more excitement. Um, you might be scared, um, scared of rejection, um, scared to live up to his or her potential but it's almost like adrenaline you know like that fear is also like kind of like a part of the addictive part because you're like does he like me yeah and weirdly like anxiety is a huge part oh yeah falling like in love totally um so like aaron also says that during that time like your hormones are raging (laughs) and that's what he used his word is raging raging yeah and they're just they're so magnified not even just first love like during that time it's like you get a bad grade you're just like so caught up in that you know you have a big win if you're playing sports Mm -hmm. or or whatnot or if you have a fight with like your parents like like it's a real thing when you feel like it's the end of the world for certain things as a teen like it's a like being out of that and looking back it's like no, yeah, like there are things in your brain that make you really feel like this is like do or die. This is the end of the world. Yes. And so they even said like with a full developed like adult brain, neurologically, your response um, in love with someone is like so strong. 
I mean, I can tell you right now that when I first met Alex and he was like, I want a girlfriend. And I was like, oh, no, because I'm legit obsessed with you that I have like anxiety (laughs) because I was like, I like this guy so much. And if he does Mm -hmm. not like me back, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Like, real. thank mm-hmm. the Lord that he saw something in me and said, okay, <laughs> because I don't know what I would have done. No. <laughs> and so, like, they compared, like, love, especially that first love, it's compared to, like, cocaine. Yeah, man. Because it's that high, it's that, like, huge desire of mm-hmm. having that feeling and having and, like, that person. Is it the first love you ever feel, or is it, like, when you are first falling in love? or both like you're saying like first falling in love in general or just yeah. like the first love yeah i think it it went more towards that first love Very because first it's time. those okay. like initial mm-hmm. that initial adrenaline that those initial feelings you're like, like I, the this first time you've so ever felt good it. like i want to keep this going mm-hmm. and that's probably why those blinders yeah are um, um on and you have no fight or flight you're like yeah. cruising this like honeysuckle vibe and <laughs> i like it honeysuckle vibe that's a band name i know honeysuckle vibe. <laughs> all right it's our band now name we're now. Our band band now stay tuned not okay. only a podcast but a band yeah, at I will the end of this singing. episode you EP will hear our out. first track by honeysuckle vibes <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good band name it is all right, all right. trademarked no one can steal it now yeah, yeah boom so um there was also another uh psychologist that did auto biography autobiographical memory yes cut that part out words (laughs) are hard when you're drinking wine (laughs) and on your second glass (laughs) yes girl sing it (laughs) so jefferson um, is a psychologist and he does autobiographical memory and he was saying that between the ages of like 15 and 26 there's called a memory bump mm. and so that's when there's just there's more memories and usually it's like the positive memories yes. with your first whoa it's so interesting true, though like i yeah. don't know about you guys but like even if you're in a relationship and you know it's like not going well or it's not that good, once you're out of it, all you can remember are the good things. Good things. Like, but they yep. were so nice and they did mm-hmm. this and they did that. And mm-hmm. then like I straight up have a journal entry once that was like <laughs> titled all the bad things. So I could remind myself yes. of all the bad things that one of my exes did because I was like, you you must remember these are horrible things and mm-hmm. you can't like overlook them by just thinking but like the, the things that come into your head are all the happy memories yeah. and the times that you were like oh even if it wasn't like the hap actually the happiest but you're like we seemed so happy yeah but then you're like no actually not but that's what you remember yeah and realizing the ages 15 to 26 i'm 25 <laughs> you're so still you know, in the memory I'm still in that memory bump <gasps> So out of it. Girls and boys, I got yes. wifed up, so <laughs> she, Yeah, you you guys not, can clap you old available. fart. <laughs> Go ahead, celebrate your out of that memory bump. See, I married Alex at twenty six, so I can say I was out of my memory bump. <laughs> so like I know I was making a good decision. I'm mature for my age. <laughs> I hang out with older people. Older women. <laughs> 
older one old fart over here no Sydney you have to do something like really awesome before you get out of the memory bump because you don't remember (laughs) it so well and also like make your most mistakes because you won't remember that I know I will I only remember the positive I think I'm thinking of it wrong What's the memory bump all about? Like that you only remember the positives. Oh, so she does I something you just dumb. Things really well. Okay, oh. <laughs> only the positives. Yeah. yeah, go go make your mistakes, girl. Go yes. buy lottery tickets. But probably, yeah. but probably all those like <laughs> those, those uh, positive <laughs> memories I've already like done. Yeah, because it's like that's true. Because now and so, also I've already like, bought you're a lottery now, ticket so. and. <laughs> well, we should just take you skydiving then right you'll just remember the thrill and not how terrified you were peeing your pants on the way down <laughs> remind me if i ever oh do that gosh. to go to the bathroom can you imagine happen? i bet it does mm-hmm. i mean come on right has no. to yeah it does have to <laughs> okay so the other side of like first love they were saying that it's so powerful even if you um you like separate in high school or early college and you go your separate ways that first love is so powerful they did a study um i don't know all the details but they had first loves that were separated and they came back together and they whether they were single divorced widowed so it wasn't like they were occupied with somebody else (laughs) occupado (laughs) they said that there was a 70 percent success rate wow with those like first loves coming back together because what yeah all right that's a little weird. i totally believe that because okay so you guys know i love my husband so much alex <laughs> i love you <laughs> um but my first love i was 16 and just like super quick story but we like stayed in touch and stayed close for like a really long time and we're always kind of like on again off again like when we weren't dating someone we would kind of like hang out and like kind of like be together and like I had the hardest time just like letting it go after a while just because like and the the thing was was he was like so sweet too like there wasn't any like major bad like blow-ups or anything like that for why we broke up it just like kind of happened because it was high school Mm -hmm. um and so we stayed friends for like such a long time and I just remember being like like we even had said to each other I had told him something I was like the reason you don't want to date me now is because like I know if you date me, you're going to want to like, you're going to think it's forever. And he's like, yeah, like you're right. And I'm too young. Like, I don't want to oh. do that. And I was like, well, I'm not freaking waiting for you. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, like no bad blood or anything like that. But it's so true. Like it was like years and years of just like, could not get this person out of my mind. Yeah. And it, he continued to say, um, I think it was, yeah, my boy, my homeboy, Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson in the house. um he said we hold on to those first loves because we have i think it's like subconsciously we hold on to those because we have more of an opportunity to like rehearse it replay it rethink Mm -hmm. it reimagine it re-experience it so it's just that like memory that we hold on to and that experience that we hold on to because it's just it's also like a piece of your innocence like i feel like it's so like pure you know what I mean and like like you were saying it's so impactful because it's your first so like Mm -hmm. you remember so much more about it Mm -hmm. and you you measure every other relationship Mm -hmm. to it Mm -hmm. and good or bad good or bad oh for sure sure. but that helps you decide what love is to you and Mm -hmm. to know 
what you want as love moving forward right like probably what you like your expectations or like your standards are too kind of Mm-hmm. A wise yeah. person once told me, <laughs> um, <laughs> "Only fools rush in." Expression. Like you, you know, when they say you never get over your first love, like you, you do in the way of you don't want to like be with them anymore, right. but you always want them to like have be a happy. good life yeah. and be happy, and mm-hmm. like you. So it's like you care about them always, but in a it changes the way it changes yeah. and there's not always that like I wish I was with them anymore it's more of a like glad that you know that happened in my life and mm-hmm. hope that they're doing well type of yeah, a thing definitely but it's like yeah. you hold it's more of like you hold love for them always mm-hmm. versus like you're in love with them mm-hmm. always for sure yeah okay don't you have like a funny or creepy <laughs> or I don't know okay so just like preface here Bridget's like researching this and she's like I have a good one and I'm gonna wait until the podcast to tell you guys because I want to hear your reactions and I'm so excited um facial expressions were (laughs) a bit of a teaser (laughs) well I'll tell you what what so I (laughs) I'll tell you tell me what (laughs) I I will tell you you know what I'll tell you right now (laughs) yay (laughs) and I'll tell you I'll tell you what it's about okay (laughs) okay (laughs) So, I found these, um, the most beautiful short love stories Aww, for you all to get you just in a loving mood. And it's from theplanetofsuccess.com. Planet of Success. Which, you know. What a website. That website that's, everyone that's always goes to. That's the place I want to go to for my love, you know. For Planet always. of Success. So I just thought I would read a few of these to you. Yay. So you can remember what the first love story feels like in your brain. <laughs> okay. So this one is called Eternal Love. One day at work, Amanda received a beautiful flower bouquet. In it, she counted 11 flowers. There should be 12, Amanda. Only 11. And a short note in it. It was written in beautiful lettering and said, My love for you will last until the day the last flower in this bouquet dies. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> they better be freaking fake. Honestly. How rude. I would cut it. I would beat him to it. I go, bye. And ship him back. Be like, just, excuse me. Just, just, just wait, wait, guys. Okay, okay, just wait. okay. 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 Yeah, okay. Boy. So the note was from her husband, who had been gone on a business trip. Unsure what to make of the message, uh, yeah. Amanda went home that evening and soaked the flowers with water. One day after another, the flowers became a little less beautiful until they all died. All but one flower. <gasps> this was the day when she realized there was one artificial flower in the bouquet that would last forever. Aww. Good boy. But I would have called You know what, though? Beep up, and I would have been like, who do you think you are? You know what, though? <laughs> That's a roller coaster of emotions. It is. Because I would be in a panic attack. Yeah, it'd be like being like, um, 
<laughs> I love you forever, but only as long as these flowers last and you know they don't last that long. And then it's like, oops, I guess I do love you. I'd be like, way to put me through all that. Like, yeah, when, when bro, make me look up 20 articles on how to keep flowers alive <laughs> for more than a week by all this miracle powder for flowers know. that you get in a bouquet and, and, <laughs> and use them all. I still want to know where the 12 flower is, though, because like... It's supposed to be a dozen, right? Right. Yeah. Well, like, who gets Does 11? it go on? It very specifically... Nope, that was that it. Was the whole that thing. was it? It very specifically says 11. I mean, they didn't even have to say the number. He, he gave it to a... <laughs> business trip. That's what it was. Oh, that's <laughs> where the doll was. Why is her name Sarah? <laughs> Sarah. Aaron. Whoever you want to call her. Crystal. Crystal. Lakeisha. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, so here's the next one. You ready? Yeah. Okay, so um, this one's called A Transformed Man. One day, Natalie found a worn-down diary in the toolbox of her dad. It was his diary that that he wrote round about... (laughs) I'm not kidding. It says round about the time he was 18 years old. Okay, can I do a sidebar? Sidebar. I will say right now... I am having trouble reading this. <laughs> I, I will also say there are some typos throughout this online. So you should. Call I claim them. half of it is my fault, and I also claim the other half is not my fault. <laughs> Email them. You should be like, um, excuse me. Say, check your grammar. Get Graham Larry on the. the- <laughs> yeah. What's Gra- Graham Larry? <laughs> Who's Graham Larry? Or is it Graham Grammarly? Grammar. Oh, Grammarly. Gra- <laughs> Graham Laria. Graham Laria. Like <laughs> you better get yourself some Graham Laria <laughs> and put that in your shopping cart. If it was a disease to have good, if it was a to, uh, put that in your <laughs> If it was a disease to have good grammar, I'm all for it and I'm putting that crap in my shopping cart. <laughs> Dude, that's so, so get your, <laughs> So get yourself some Graham Larry. <laughs> Just get yourself some Graham Larry. Hashtag not Ned. <laughs> My favorite uh, is Bridget's storytelling voice, though, because mm-hmm. she's, <laughs> she's, we're so invested. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Delete that whole Natalie thing. Natalie absolutely loves her dad, who yeah, is not does. only the best dad, but also a loving and kind husband to her mother. So it wasn't easy for her to open the diary, but eventually she became so curious about his life that she decided to read it. The last entry in the diary was a short paragraph. It said at the time of writing the entry, he was 18 years old. An alcoholic who dropped out from college with a criminal record. Oh, no. Damn. Her dad also noted in the entry that one month later, he would become a teen father. But he also... Made the promise to himself. See, I told you. The you're, making it, you're making it sound like a scary story. But he also <laughs> made the promise to himself that he would set his life straight. As an arrow. That he would become the father for his little daughter that he never had. <laughs> I know. I love the way she's reading it. It's like, oh, but it's a happy ending. And that's I know. the end of that one. Wow. She put some like. Um, Natalie, you got a good dad. Natalie. Natalie. Good Don't read you, other people's diaries. You should know better. <laughs> the moral of the story is just don't go into things that aren't yours, Natalie. Okay, you guys are really going to appreciate this one. Okay. This one's called Surgery. A surgeon operated on a little girl 
complications started to arise. Mm. She lost a lot of blood and was in need of a blood transfusion. They had blood type O. Oh. <laughs> just oh, o. no. Oh, no. <laughs> exactly, which was there, which was not available at the hospital. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. The surgeon, therefore, asked the girl's little brother, who is an O-type as well, if they could draw blood from him. He said, a matter of life or death. So, the young boy... <laughs> Seemingly afraid. That was great music. It was perfect. Sat a couple of moments in silence until he finally agreed. He got up and hugged his parents, wishing them goodbye. Oh! After the nurses, it's just some blood, had dude. Taken, well, where's this child specialist? <laughs> after the nurses had taken the blood from him, he whispered anxiously to ask them if they knew how many minutes he had left to live. Oh! He was absolutely convinced that he was going to die so his sister could live. And he was willing to do so. When the nurses realized that the young boy thought that he was going to die, they cheered him up and explained to him that he had many wonderful and joyful decades left to live. What a sweet little man. You know what? So sweet. That is is children for you. So, you guys, all of our listeners out there, if you have any great first love stories, if you're like one of those amazing couples that are like, my first love is also my forever love, like we want to know totally mm. that. <clears throat> and you can let us know by going on to our Instagram, which is hashtag underscore real talk podcast and you can dm us and give us some of your stories and we can share them yeah slide into our dms slide into our DMs. is it like the hashtag all letters written yes. out hash h-a-s-h right t-a-g underscore underscore real, real talk, talk podcast podcast or you can oh. email us at hashtag spelled out real talk podcast at gmail.com and we can share some of your love stories or if there's anything that you would love for us to talk about in our season of love um Mm -hmm. feel free to do that as well um coming up next we're going to be talking about love languages yes so stay tuned for that but until next time you You know know the the deal deal. keep Keep it real Bye. bye bye